Welcome to the Messy Magic Podcast. I'm your host, Jill Morris, life coach and musician, and I help creative folks like you live intuitive, intentional lives so you can focus on what you really came here to do, make art and change the world. Let's go. Hey friend, welcome back to the podcast. So thrilled that you're here. And I'm excited to dive into today's topic because it's kind of building off of what I was talking about last week. And I'm going to share a really quick two-part exercise that'll be really helpful for you. It's something I shared with one of my clients, and I think it will be useful for everyone who is trying to get a bunch of stuff done or manage their time better, whatever that means to you, or just grow really quickly. So if you are feeling like you're making a lot of excuses and you're like not getting things done, this is the episode for you. And before I dive into the exercise, I'm going to give you that last because I there's some things that I need to talk about before we go into it so that you can use it the best that you can. And one of those things, which I kind of mentioned last week, again, last week I talked about my own evaluation of my own week on a week that just did not go as planned. So if you haven't listened to that, it doesn't need to be a precursor to this episode, but it is a really helpful episode to see how I look at my own evaluations. And it's a, it is a little bit related to what we're going to talk about today. But what I want to talk about is the difference between an excuse and a reason. And truly, I just don't love the concept of excuses, and I don't really find it useful. Now, I suppose when I was managing a restaurant and someone gave me a really lengthy, quote-unquote, excuse for why they were late or didn't do this thing or, like, whatever... That would maybe be something I would qualify as an excuse in that you're giving someone a lot of exposition for why something happened when that's just not necessary. And you could just instead say, okay, here's what's going to change, or here's what I'm going to do differently, or this is what I've learned from this. Like I would say when you're giving a lot of exposition for why something happened in a situation where the exposition is just like not needed at all, that maybe I would classify as an excuse because it's like, now we're just talking a lot about something that we don't really need to talk about. We could just resolve this instead. And also there might be some validity in a lot of that exposition. There might be a lot of validity in the reasons why something happened. And sometimes the reason why something happened doesn't really matter. Like it might matter internally to you, but I would maybe think about an excuse as something you're giving to someone else when the reason is not what's important in that moment. You know, intent versus impact. I think intent does matter, but there are times where the impact is truly the only thing we need to be talking about and the intent, even if it was so good, just doesn't matter. So that's maybe the thing that I would kind of classify as quote unquote an excuse, but I still don't think that the thing that you're explaining is an excuse, unless you're lying. (laughs) Like, I guess if you're lying, that's an excuse. You're just straight up giving an excuse because that's not the real reason. If you're telling the reason, then that inherently is a reason, right? So I think it's really important to say that because I think that in our society and in our really toxic productivity society, that we talk a lot about like no excuses, just do it. Like 
you know, whatever, just like get things done. And there's a teeny part of me that's like, yeah, okay, like, let's like stop talking about the thing and just do it for sure. I'm all about efficiency. I love it. And most of me is like, okay, but if something is consistently not happening, then what is the reason? What's going on here? Like there's something deeper going on. We always have a reason for doing something. So whether you're being honest with yourself or others about it, there is a core reason. And as I talked about last week, there's some need that is being met. And the thing that you're choosing to do is whatever your brain or your heart or your being is choosing as the way to meet that need in the moment. And you might look back and say, didn't really like that choice, but that doesn't mean it didn't have a reason. And then you can grow from learning that saying, okay, so what, how else could I have met that need? There are other choices I could have made. Maybe I didn't see that in the moment and that is the learning. But that doesn't make the thing that you did an excuse. It's just not the thing that you want to continue doing, if that makes sense. I just don't think that when we say to ourselves, stop making excuses, that that actually motivates to do to do anything, to do anything differently. It just makes us feel shame or guilt. Like if I'm telling myself, stop having excuses, my immediate reaction is, oh my gosh, I'm making excuses. I'm terrible. And that doesn't motivate me. Like it might make me change something, but not on a foundational level. If I can get to the reason of why I was doing it, even if I think it's petty, even if I don't agree with it, even if it, I think I could have done better, whatever, it doesn't really matter my judgment of it. If I can get to the core reason why I was doing something, then I can foundationally change what I'm going to do next time. I can actually address the thing that I want to shift. And another thing to come from, another kind of access point to what I'm going to share with you and what I just have been thinking a lot about and reading a lot about and really coming around to is being really careful with my own language about growth and coming at it from the space of, you know, sure, we want to better ourselves, but I don't even really love that language because then it inherently states that who we are right now is not enough. And I think that talking about excuses also says something about that, like that we're making excuses because we're not good enough to have a reason. And maybe you're not thinking of it that way. Maybe that word doesn't hold as much weight to you and that's great. So then you think about this differently and that's wonderful. But if you relate, what I want to offer is that you're already enough. You're doing the best that you can. And that's not to say the best that you can is less than anything else. It's to say you're always doing your best. Even when you're making choices that you don't love 100%, there's a reason for it. And that's what you want to look at. Rather than guilting and shaming yourself, which just doesn't produce anything useful, what's my reason? What am I needing right now that I'm not, that I don't feel like I'm getting? And I say that I don't feel like I'm getting because sometimes we actually have the things that we need and want, and we're just not noticing them. And why is that? Why would that be happening? That's something to investigate. 
These are all the things that I talk about with my clients every week whenever they're struggling with what they didn't get done or things that didn't go the way that they wanted them to. We're looking at reasons and needs and enoughness and leaning into giving yourself grace and allowing things to be as they are while also saying, how can I level this up? You can be accepting of your current state and wanting to level up simply because why not? Like, why not strive for more, whatever that means? Not from a place of lack, from a place of abundance, from a place of this could be fun. So whatever, however this is landing for you, I just really wanted to bring up this thought of excuses versus reasons and that I really think that we all do have reasons for things and those are the things to investigate rather than just labeling something as an excuse and saying I should be doing better. Maybe, but maybe you made the best choice that you could and it's just something to look at and accept and say, what's another option? So I want to share with you this really quick routine that to kind of piggyback on last week's episode, I was talking about doing an evaluation, which I believe the episode where I really dive into evaluations is how to make quantum leaps with your growth, something like that. I'll put it in the show notes. I can't quite remember what number it is. Uh, But it's this really quick routine. And I shared this on my stories the other day, but I really wanted there to be this episode where you could go to and come back to whenever you wanted to revisit this exercise. So if you are really working on your time management, you're working on a goal, you're working on anything in your life, like you're leveling something up or you're really wanting to see your reasons for doing things or just have a clear view of what's going on when it feels like things are kind of going the way that you want them to. You can use this exercise for really anything, but that's kind of the way that I'm thinking about it with how I'm presenting it. So there's going to be two quick little exercises and you're going to do one in the morning, first thing. And by first thing, I just mean like before you get into any sort of work. So like, you know, do your morning routine, like shower, get dressed, whatever. You don't have to do this before anything else. But before you kind of dive into like the action part of your day, do this. I'll say it in just a moment. And then you're going to have one for in the evening, literally any time that works for you. Like as anything, as with anything that I share with you, find what works for you. And that's really what this exercise is about. But sometime in the evening before you go to bed, it doesn't have to be an evening routine. It could be before or after dinner, whatever, but just kind of to cap your day, the action part of your day. So it could even be at the end of your work day if that is how your workday works. Okay, so in the morning, what you're going to do is you're going to look at your schedule for the day. You're going to look at your tasks for the week or the month or the projects that you're working on. So whatever like task lists you have, you want to look at that. If you don't have my weekly reset guide, go to the show notes and grab that because that will be really helpful as well. That's kind of where I lay out my general scheduling and task management system. And so that's something you can look at as well. But look at your just your day ahead, just today. Look at it, 
and say, okay, what do I have on the docket? What are some things that need to get done? And make a list of what you're going to do today, your your to-do list for today. I know this sounds really simple, but it is. That's the point. We don't do the simple things because we think it needs to be more complicated, and it truly doesn't. This is like make it simple because then you'll do it. So you just make a task list for the day. Now, what I want to really caution you against is putting things on there that you don't actually intend on doing. Don't say, I'm going to reorganize my closet unless you are actually planning on doing that today. You can have that on a, should I have extra time today? This would be a cool thing to get done. You can have that list. I have one of those. I have one of those like, this would be fun to do if I have the extra time for it list. And then I have my, this is what I'm actually committing to getting done today. So make your, this is what I'm actually committing to getting done today list for the day. And then anytime throughout the day that you feel off track, that you forget what you're doing, that you're like, I don't know what to do next. This is the list you go to. You pick one, you do it. You keep going, check them off as you go. That's your morning five minute task is you make this list. Again, of what you're committing to doing, not just a nice list, an actual list. Okay. So you have your list. That's your morning task. The only thing you need to do. Then in the evening, when you're done with the action part of your day or like your quote unquote productive part of the day, whatever for you, you don't have to write this down, but you can, it might be really helpful. You could do it in a voice message. You can just do it in your head like whatever, find what works for you. You could draw about it. You could sing a song about it, whatever you need to do. Totally fine. But what I want you to do is look at the list, see what you did get done, see if there was anything you didn't get done. And for the things that didn't get done, try to troubleshoot them. Think about why did that happen? Was there something I could have prepared for that I didn't? Was there something that I couldn't have prepared for? And could I have done anything differently despite that? What could I learn from how today went? What if you got everything done? You're like, huh, that's great. I got everything done. I wonder what went into that. Like what, what created that success for me? Was it that I took a midday nap? I should maybe take more naps. Was it that I only put five things on my list versus the other days when I put like 20? Okay, that's great information. Basically, you're doing an evening evaluation of your day. And you want to start with what went well, as always, and then you look at what didn't work. And then you say, what am I going to do differently? And if you do this every single day, or as often as you possibly can, like as with anything, consistency is just trusting yourself that you're going to do it again. It doesn't necessarily mean every single day, but the more that you show up and do this, this like in total 10 minute task, The quicker you will grow, the more you will learn, the more you're going to get things done, the more you're going to have space for rest, the more you're going to know what works for you and what doesn't. So do this as often as possible. And like I said, it just it can be five minutes in the beginning of your day, five minutes in the end of your day. Whatever you can get to, it doesn't have to be an essay. You don't have to write anything down. Just at the very least, think about it. Now, I would highly suggest that you write your to-do list down because I do find that for most of my clients and certainly for myself, the act of writing it down and having something to check off really solidifies the fact that you're doing things and also gives you kind of that backup piece of paper to say, 
when I feel off track, here's the things that I'm coming back to instead of trying to remember it. And you can do this in your phone. It doesn't really matter. But again, whatever works for you. And maybe that's something that you look at. Like if you've done it on your phone one day and you did it on paper one day, which day did you get more things done? Like, is there a way that works best for you? If I'm on the go, I will transfer my paper to-do list into my phone so that I don't forget as I'm out on the road or whatever I'm doing. But for the most part, I just have it on paper. I have it in my bullet journal. And I do, like, once you've done this enough, then the weekly evaluations will probably be all you'll need to do. But if you're new to this work, if you're new to looking at your schedule and looking at how things are going and new to evaluations, it is really helpful to just go hard at it a little bit and do it every day for a while until you're like, I'm starting to see these patterns that are coming up. I'm starting to see the days where I'm not very productive and also not very restful. Like if you're not going to be productive, I would hope that you're doing something for yourself, that it's productive in a restful sense. There's there's hustle and flow. And I don't love hustle, but I, you know, I don't know another word for it. There's doing things and then not doing things. And both of those can be very productive. So the more that you start to see these patterns, the more that you can start to say, okay, I'm seeing the reasons for why I'm choosing things. And now I can troubleshoot and change them should I want to, or give myself grace and say, oh, okay, well, that's why that's happening. That's fine. Now I know. Find what works for you. Give yourself grace and just check in with yourself consistently, whatever consistently means to you. I hope that this was helpful. And if you want support looking at these evaluations and troubleshooting and workshopping ideas and diving deep into the reasons why you're choosing things, book a one hour free consult with me and let's talk about these patterns together. Let's talk about how to make this really useful for you. Let's talk about working together and having this be a weekly routine between the two of us where we look at your weekly evaluations or we just talk about whatever came up for you. And then you're having this dedicated space to notice patterns and shift patterns should you want to and level up should you want to or fully lean into the fact that you already right now are magic and enough and wonderful. These are the things I work on with my clients. If you are struggling to do this on your own, it is so helpful to have someone else to bounce ideas off of, to reflect back the things that you're not noticing yourself. I think of having a coach, having a mentor as kind of an editor for your brain where you can look at your essay nine times and never see the spelling error in the middle of the paragraph, but you give it to an editor and they will immediately notice it because they're not as close to it as you are. That's how I think of a coach. And it's not because you've like shaming you because you've made a spelling error. It's just saying, hey, did you notice this? And you're like, oh, no, I like literally didn't see that. And that's what happens with our thoughts because our brain believes everything that we're thinking And so when you reflect those things to someone else and they're able to reflect it back to you and you're like, oh, wow, I just didn't even notice that that's what I was saying to myself. It's very powerful work. And this really simple two-part exercise that I shared with you today is also really powerful. It sounds so simple. You might hear it and say, uh, that's probably not going to help, but it will help so much. This is your own editing process of 
what's actually going on? What, is, what am I actually doing during the day? What am I actually deciding during the day and why? And just find the things that work for you. Do this exercise and don't look at it as these are the things that I've been told I'm supposed to do. This is the way I'm supposed to do this. Notice the things that are actually working for you, the things that are actually not working for you, and lean into the things that are working. Find the things that work for you. That's what I do with my clients. I don't tell them to do anything. I lead them towards what's working for them. They all have very different ways of living their lives, and I love that. We don't need to all live the same life. That would be so boring. So find what works for you and find the reasons and let go of this idea that you're making excuses. Unless you're lying, then stop lying. (laughs) Be honest with yourself because that's where the power is, is in the honesty. Okay, my friend, I hope that this was helpful. I would love to hear how this goes for you. If you do this exercise and you feel like sharing any of it, please tag me on Instagram at Jillifred, J-I-L-L-I-F-R-E-D. I'm also on TikTok now, same handle at Jillifred. So find me there. I'm sharing daily tips and funny videos. And I hope to hear from you soon. Have a great week and I'll see you next time. Bye. If this podcast inspired you, the next best step is to book a call with me. The link is in the show notes and together we'll have you creating more art and more change. You are magic. Let's show the world. Talk soon.